Welcome back to another episode of the Jewish Moves Podcast. This week's episode is with Eliza Pilichowski. She's the mayor of Mitzvah Yerichlam, near me with hundreds of families that's 20 minutes away from Yerushalayim. She's also the wife of Rabbi Uri Pilichowski, a guest in a previous episode. Eliza, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for joining. I, I guess we'll start from the beginning, which is growing up in America and raising a family there for some years as well. Was the plan to always return to Israel or become the mayor there? Well, it was our plan and it was in our tefillos three times a day. Um, and, you know, growing up, I, I, I grew up in a very Zionist home. Um, we, it was my parents' dream to always make Aliyah and to get back to Israel. Um, my parents did make Aliyah when they retired, but not when I was a child. Um, but that was that was mine and Uri's dream as well when we started raising a family to come back to Israel. Um, it was not our our it was not my dream to always be mayor. Um, that kind of evolved um, when when we moved to Mitzvah and you know through the years. Um, but but it definitely was a dream to live in Israel and definitely be a part of building Medina Israel. And thank God I found a way to to be a part of that. Very nice. How did you uh, land on Mitzvah Yericha when you made Aliyah? So we made Aliyah with the help of Nefesh Benefesh, and we were looking for a community to move to, and we used their their website, and we put in you know all of our information, and they gave suggestions of where to move to, and <laughs> not surprisingly, um, they suggested Mitzvah Yericha. Surprisingly, that was the only. Um, place that they had suggested. So we went to Mitzvah um, on a pilot trip. We went to the school. We saw the Chinuch and we were very impressed. Um, we then um, went through went through the process of, of joining the Yishuv and we found a home and moved there. Very nice. And uh, once you moved there, I think uh, you in, in three or four years became, uh, you, you joined the town Zagoda, which was before the mayor and you got there within 87% of the vote. How, how did you get a percentage like that with only a few years living in Israel? Well, when I joined, I started first, I, I started as a part of the city council and I was a, one of the members and, um, and we decided that we would run as a slate. And there were five people from diverse backgrounds. And we decided that if we would run together with the common goal of building, um, that we would be able to succeed. And although we came from different perspectives we had one goal of building and that's that was our our goal always and it still is and each each time that I've run um there have been two elections since since that first time two subsequent elections and our goal has always been to make a city council of five members of like-minded um people meaning that come from diverse backgrounds again but that really want to build and grow Mitzvah Yericho in every way possible. And thank God we've we've been able to do that. Very nice. And uh, before you became uh, the mayor, how, how clear was the steps you had to take in order to, to get there? Was it something that you had to go on uh, pre-scheduled campaigns and give speeches around the community? Or was more of people saw your work and being only a couple hundred families, people were able to understand your contributions and it was a, a easier path? So... Actually, I joined, um, there was somebody else who who had who wanted to put together this slate, and he was the Yoshev Rosh, the mayor of Mitzvah at the time. 
and he's a very close friend. And he had asked that, that I join his city council. And I was very excited to join because he was a fantastic, he is a fantastic person with fantastic vision. And I said, great, I'll, I'll join your city council and I'll take on some projects that I want to accomplish. So I worked on education and some various projects and that was my little contribution. And then halfway through our term, he came to our meeting and he said, okay, I took a job with a regional council and it's a conflict of interest and I have to leave. And next in line is Aliza. So I became the mayor at that point. And then we had two elections since, since then. But it wasn't really, uh, it, it kind of naturally happened. It wasn't a, a, a planned out thing to become the Yoshevet Rosh of the issue, but it kind of happened with time. And, and I feel very, very blessed and honored to be able to be a part of building in Yudav Shamron and in Eretz Yisrael. Very nice. And uh, even though it, it all uh, was a seemingly a, a natural process, was the original slate and the current role is what you're doing what you expected, or are there parts of the job that kind of caught you by surprise? Um, they no, it was actually I I didn't. There were there are things that I had no idea of how of of how to do before I became the Yoshevet Rosh, but I I learned and I used that as an advantage to really learn um you know certain things you know. We, you know, with certain building of infrastructure and the excitement of of connecting to the to the main to the main sewage line of Yerushalayim to the Mufti of Yerushalayim, like that was not something that would have ever excited me before before becoming the Yoshevet Rosh. And and thank God now we are, and that that has major 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 consequences not only for our daily living that our that our sewage line is connected to the to the main system but that has a major influence on on the 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 legitimacy and the 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 connection between you Shomron and all of Israel and our place in the world and it's a really crazy thing to think of sewage as such a major impact in, in, on our lives, but it really, it really is. And and every time that we make an upgrade in inf infrastructure, it completely changes everything. So, um, you know, it's, sorry, it's a little bit of, you know, an tangent, but um, when we get to, when we talk about infrastructure, um, we have we have some very, very, very good friends from from um, the United States that are true Zionists and true Chalutzim that understand that our mission here in Mitzvah and that getting to that next level is going to really create the next level for, for Mitzvah Yericho and, and Eretz Yisrael. So we have a good friend who built a park in Mitzvah and that was one of, one of the, one of the first gifts that we were gifted. And we have another friend who just dedicated in a sports complex in Mitzvah. And wow. I mean, it, it sounds, you know, it sounds like another, another step, but it's a huge step. We're, we're on the cusp. We just welcomed in a hundred new families into the issue in a new building project that we just completed. We were just giving Yishurim for permits for the next 365 homes in Mitzvah. And those homes are going to be filled by people who want to join 
and people who want to be a part of the future. And that future is going to be built with people with the vision, with the sports complex, with our pool, with the with parks, and all these things that make life that ama- more amazing here in Eretz Yisrael. It's very nice. I was, uh, I'll be honest, I was a little surprised you used the words Chalutzim uh, after uh, your initial meeting with Mitzvah Yerichel. But uh, the, the modern Chalutzim, I, I think, is how uh, yes. I probably would have referred to them. But uh, I'm curious, you know, you, you mentioned that you got a park, and I think you've also helped uh, with a pool, and, and, and hundreds of homes already built, and I think there might even be four parks, at least, that you helped with. Yes. Um, when, when, you, when you embark on those missions, how do you figure out what, what you're going to work on and, and decide, you know, each time you're doing a park, you're, you're focusing on a park. How do you decide it should be a park and not the other things? So it's, 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 it's a great question. Um, you know, we, you know, we, of course, as, as we all have, we have limited resources. So, you know, where are we going to put those resources and, and how does that, how do those decisions get made? So it is a very difficult it is very difficult to make those decisions. Um, we are blessed with with what we what we like to do is put out as many as many options and plans as we can, and then as soon as something is released, then we run and we take it and we and we run forward with it. So, so for, for instance, with when we get a park, we get any type of funding, we'll match. If you know, very often there will be funding that's available, and if we match it, then we get it. So we'll match it. So any type of assistance that we get, we run with it. And also with this Ulam sport, you know, um, we were this sports complex. We were offered um, the sports complex. And if we took it, we would have to raise this money. And with a lot of Siata Dishmaya and some very, very, very good friends with common goals, we were able to raise the money needed to, to build a sports complex and, and all of these opportunities. And as soon as an opportunity presents, is really just to run forward and to, to meet it and greet it and and do whatever we can to accept it. You know, it's like you know when when Akash Baruch Hu is there and he gives you a gift, you you want to you want to make sure that you're available to receive the gift, and and that's what we try. Very nice. Looking at what you do now and and the the skill set and and um, experience that that you have and need, I'm curious how does that compare to uh, running shuls or helping to run shuls in America before you made Aliyah? So it's actually very similar in many ways. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, we do a lot of community programs. Our yeshuv is, is called a yeshuv kihilati, which means that it's a communal um, yeshuv. And they're not not in any ways of financially, but it's it's a communal yeshuv in terms of programming. And, you know, we have a we have one tekes tonight for Yom Hatz, for Yom for Yom HaShoah. Um, we we do things together, and it really creates a special shul feeling of you know in America when you know we came from great shuls um, when we lived in America. We we were at, at at Beth Jacob under the under the leadership of Rabbi Stephen Weil. We were at Boker Aton Synagogue under the leadership of Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg, and we really got to see modeled for us unbelievable communities that that really had vision and and caring for for the whole community and baruch hashem with the right with the right energies the community can can work together and that was what something that attracted us to mitzvah and that's something that we try to to enable within the yeshuv as we as we embark on our next it's very building. nice very nice and uh 
I, I, I'm curious, you know, you, you said the, the online survey of Nefesh Benefesh led you to Mitzvah Yericho, and, and it seems like your family's been very happy there. Do you do you think, either because of your leadership or or just for other reasons, that Mitzvah Yericho today is the same as when you walked into it in a, in a general sense, obviously not including the, the new physical changes that you've added, but, but is it the type of thing that you would you would go back in time to your previous self and say, like, you know exactly what's coming in the future? Or is it something that there's been change in either the vision or or just the, the way the community runs? Absolutely yes and absolutely no. <laughs> um the Yeshuv has, you know, very from the from from the beginning of the Yeshuv, even before it was a Yeshuv. When it was just tents, and they were they were in Yericho, and then they were brought into Mitzvah Yericho, and there was always a vision and a hope of building and growing and accepting people, and it's it's a really special thing. You know, one of the things that 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 I loved during, you know, we met with the with people in the issue before we came, and and they told us about different different issues that the teens were facing in the issue. And I was blown away that they were able to say, you know what, we have, we have problems and we have problems, we know about them and we can deal with them. And that is what I feel like we have special to us in Mitzvah and we're different. We have different types of people and we accept everybody for who they are. And, you know, it creates lots of challenges, but it creates a great blessing as well that we have space for people. And that's the answer to the same answer of the absolutely not, because as in the same way of, you know, we accept people. So it doesn't look exactly the same as it was when we, when we first moved here. Since then, there've been another about 130 families that have joined the issue and, and we're grateful for that. And it's so, it's so amazing to see that growth. And it is a different place and thank God for that. And thank, thank, and I'm thankful to all the people that live in Mitzbay that allow that to happen. Very nice. And uh, I guess shifting a tiny bit from your role as a mayor of the community to host of uh, so many different people from outside the community every Shabbos, you know, you host thousands of people every year for Shabbos meals and, and have uh, planned out Shabbos and more than just the meals. Can you, can you let us in a little bit into how you prepare from that from a technical perspective, how you prepare so much food, how you prepare the conversation and what the actual Shabbos is like? So, um, so I, 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 I'm not, I don't love, I'm, I, I feel bad saying this, but I don't love cooking. I like making people happy. So what I do is I don't cook before Friday. I do my shopping before and then Fridays I cook. And I cook in a very easy and delicious way so that everyone will be happy. And that's it. And that's the logistics beforehand. We're blessed with Baruch Hashem, a house big enough to host everyone. We have sleeping space and we have, we have a huge porch that we host people on. And it's really us chus. And we've been blessed with so many interesting and, and caring and loving people over the years um, that have come through our home. And we hope to be able to continue for many, for many, many, many years. Very and nice. I don't think that you've come yet. I, I haven't come yet. I guess I'll have to try to, try have to come. come. A lot You'll of my have friends have came and said it was great, but I've never, okay. uh, I haven't came yet. 
what what's it like on on Shabbos itself? I guess hopefully I'll be able to figure out. But uh, for the listeners, is there is there specific conversations that are brought up at the Shabbos table? So so we like we like to be laid back. <laughs> so what we do is we like to and and you know things change we're dynamic and we we do it as it as it comes. Um, we like to go around the table. We like for people to introduce themselves and we like to ask. Um, a laid back kind of question, very often a thinking question. And it really helps us get to know people and for people to be able to, to have their space at the table. Um, we very much enjoy that. Um, we like to go, we, we like to go to shul and then we like to, to go on a tiyul on, on Shabbat afternoon. Um, we're, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable our, our views and what you're able to see, you know, just, just within Mitzvah Yericho. And um, and that's what we like to do over Shabbat and Very enjoy nice. enjoy the people and the views and just being in Eretz Yisrael. Wow, that's great. Um, we'll 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 wrap up the episode with a final question, and this is the same question that ends every episode, which is: I know you've been uh, interviewed by by other people and other uh, platforms before, and you're also uh, as as the head of a mitzvah Rifa asked so many questions from the members, and you're dealing with questions from other people as well also from your time as uh, uh, a family involved uh, running shuls in America. But despite the, the constant questions people are always asked, there's always things that people are never asked that they wish they were. So looking back at all the questions mm-hmm. you've been asked, what's a question you've never been asked that you wished you were and what answer would you give to it? Wow, that's a good question. Very impressive the question. Um, it, it's a question that I am asked. But I think that it's a question that should be asked by everybody in every place and in every in every opportunity that comes their way. And that's what can I do? And it's very easy, you know, we have the naysayers and we have the, the kvetchers and we have, you know, and this is with, you know, in all in all aspects of life. And when people come in with a what can I do, how can I give attitude, they'll gain and they'll be the happiest and the, the, the richest people in every community. And if you look around at who's really happy, it's the people that are able to give. And it's not, it's not, a finan- it's not necessarily financial and it's not necessarily you know, uh, being the, the president or being the mayor, or t- but people that are out there and saying, what can I do? Where can I make a difference? How can I help? And again, it's not the big flashy things, but it's, can you make an extra dessert, a kugel, or something for, for somebody who's at their home that's going to be alone for Shabbos? Can you think outside of the box and really be there and step up to the plate when, when, it, when, when the opportunity presents? So go for it, say yes, and say where, where can I help and what can I do? Very nice. Okay, thank you again for joining for uh, the episode. Is there anywhere you, you think a listener should, should uh, check out, whether, whether it be, I don't know if you have... Uh, Usually people promote uh, like a, a book or, or a social media page. Is there something for Miss Bay Repo people sh- should check out? Or Yes. Yes. They should come. Every person that hears this should come to Miss Bay Repo. Don't check out a website. Don't make phone calls. Just come. Come. Visit. You'll see it. You'll love it. You'll fall in love with, 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 with our land and everything about it. The views, the the, the living, the air, everything about it. You're going to love it. And, and that's what you should do. Don't visit a, a website, come to Mitzvah, enjoy it and, and live it.
Okay, thank you so much for. So I'm uh, starting that with you. So so that's for you specifically. Okay, but thank all you. The, all of the listeners as well. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for joining, and I enjoyed, and I I hope the listeners will as well. I hope so. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for listening to this past episode of the Jewish Moves podcast. To get our latest updates and contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at Jews underscore schmooze. If you want to sponsor an upcoming episode, you can reach out to JewsSchmoozMarketing at gmail.com. And if you give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on, that will be tremendously appreciated. Thank you so much, and hope you're looking forward to the next episode also. Mm-hmm.